This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm really excited to welcome back to the podcast illustrator and authors Joe and Kate Hawks. They are married and they are graduates of Dort University, where Kate received her degree in elementary education and Joe received his degree in art. They are the parents to four young children and enjoy finding gospel-centered resources for them. And now they find resources by also creating them together as well. Joe is an illustrator of more than a dozen books, including the Good News for Little Heart series from New Growth Press, which my daughter absolutely loves. And together, Joe and Kate have recently put together a wonderful book for elementary age students called Who is Jesus? 40 pictures to share with your family. And I am just delighted to have you guys back on the podcast. And I am looking forward to our discussion today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. This has been wonderful. And I'm looking forward to hearing the next set of verses you have for us today. All right. Luke 24 verses 50 to 52 says this. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. So these verses are also from your book, Who is Jesus? And I see that it's from day 37. It's called Jesus is the Son of Man. What is the illustration, Joe, that you put in the book to go with these verses? So imagine at the center of the picture a crown embedded in that crown is a cross Hmm. and shooting out from that crown and cross are rays of holy light and all of that kind of rests above and kind of breaking through the clouds well we will imagine that but i think the right answer is I can't describe it. You're just going to have to go and buy the book for yourself, right? <laughs> that is a... <laughs> <laughs> so that's really helpful. But let's dive into this passage. What's the story here with these verses and you guys? How did they become important to you? Well, as a kid, I always wondered why the disciples were so happy when Jesus left them. He went up to heaven and weren't, weren't they going to miss him? Wasn't there a little sadness there? They literally had God in the flesh walking around with them for a few years, teaching them. He was their friend, and now he was gone. Wouldn't it have been nice if he could have stayed a little longer, maybe taught a little bit more? I just always imagined there would be sadness there. But that's not what the text says. It says that they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. So I love how you put yourself, even as a child, right in the middle of the story and wondered, oh, that's surprising. Why are they not crying or why are they not discouraged that Jesus is gone? So that's such a great observation. Let me read it again, and then let's talk more about these verses. This is Luke 24, verses 50 through 52. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. Then they worshiped him and return to Jerusalem, and here are the three words that you're emphasizing, with great joy. Huh, what, that's such an interesting observation that they are filled with joy even though Jesus has just left them. So let's talk about that. 
If you were explaining this verse to your kids, maybe in the car or in the living room, how would you talk them through it? Well, I would say let's jump over to the book of Acts because the story of the Ascension is there as well. And I think we can get some clues there. And I came up with three reasons I think they were filled with great joy. Two are pretty obvious and then one is a little bit harder to find. So the first reason I'm going to give comes out of Acts 1 verse 8. And it's that the Holy Spirit is coming. I'll read that. Jesus says to them, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Hmm. So the Holy Spirit is coming. That is a reason to be filled with great joy. That was very exciting. They didn't know what it was going to look like, but they were told to go there and wait Hmm. for the Holy Spirit. The second reason I think they're filled with great joy is because they knew they were going to see him again. Acts 1 verses 10 through 11 says they were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So that's reason two. They're going to see him again. Hmm. And then the third reason I think they're filled with great joy is that Jesus went up in a cloud. And Joe said there's clouds in his illustration. Hmm. Acts 1 verse 9 says, after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. And this might seem like a minor detail, right? But at Jesus's trial, he talks about clouds too. He says, from now on, you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds of heaven. And the son of man is a name that Jesus used for himself more than any other name. So it's something we should really pay attention to. Like 80 sometimes in the New Testament. Yeah, it's a lot. Wow. And it comes from a prophecy in the book of Daniel. Joe's going to tell us about that. Yeah, and some of this is taken right out of Katie's book. I'm, I'm going to read it, but most is from Scripture. Uh, Daniel had a frightening dream in which four great beasts rose out of the sea. The first was like a lion with the wings of an eagle. The second, like a hungry bear. The third, like a winged leopard. And the fourth was just plain scary. It had iron teeth, ten horns, and was trampling and devouring everything in sight. And then came another little horn, boastful, with eyes like a man's. While Daniel watched, the beast was slain, and its body was thrown into the fire. It was all pretty scary stuff, and when Daniel learned the meaning of it, he turned pale. These were kingdoms and kings that would rule on earth, kingdoms opposed to God, which would be allowed to rule for a time. But then came the good news. Daniel saw God, the Ancient of Days, wearing white and seated on a fiery throne, Then came one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion and will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. So when Jesus calls himself the son of man, he's quoting from the book of Daniel. And what we hear in Daniel is, pretty amazing about who this son of man really is. What do we learn about who the son of man is from the book of Daniel? Well, the son of man has ultimate power. He has ultimate authority and his rule will never end. So when they see Jesus going up 
in a cloud, they probably recognize what's happening. They realize that the rule of the son of man is starting right now. This is what they had waited for all of these years. And so they're thrilled. They return to Jerusalem with great joy. And verse 53 says they stayed continually at the temple praising God. So that's so interesting. This is why they're so excited and filled with joy because the Holy Spirit's coming because this is fulfilling the prophecy of the book of Daniel, and it shows that Jesus is in complete control. Those are great answers about why they're so happy, even though Jesus just left them. So how can we take these verses into our day? What can we learn from them and how can we apply them to our lives? I think we recognize that God is powerful and he is on his throne. He's totally in control. No other earthly power can compete with him. You know, today we have wars and, and, and rumors of wars, but Jesus is on his throne, right? And so we might, we might ask ourselves, are we living in that same joy that the disciples are? Are we trusting that God is on his throne and totally in control? I love how you tied all that together and pointed us to where our joy can be found. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being on the podcast again. I have really enjoyed talking with you and I look forward to having you back on at some other time. Would you just close our time by praying these verses for all of us? Sure. Lord, thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the promise that you will return. And thank you for the fact that you are on your throne right now in complete control over all things. We get so much comfort from that. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.